grown and sexy, but clean sometimes. That's what's up. That's we didn't say it was a family show, so there's that. Young Wait, are born. we? With that? With that? Well, <laughs> with that are we? I don't know. We over. We all over the place. <laughs> Had to come out of retirement. These these knees don't. They was snap cracking and popping, you know, like a rice crispy. But we made it do what it do. But I did take a couple of ibuprofens afterwards, though. All right. Thank you. Now let's run that back. All right. What's good, y'all? It's your homie, Big T. And I'm Shay Renee. And you are listening to the only podcast that brings you ladies to music, news, and fashion. And the only show that keeps our ears to the streets. While you grind in the 419. Good. Now y'all can hear me. All right. We are back for another episode of Mud Talk. It's a big show. We got a lot of family up here, and I yes, love it. We got yes. two huge guests on the show today. We got some Team talk going on today. We got a lot. We got a lot going on. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very excited. So, uh, first thing is we have uh, Mr. Dedrick Refugee here. He is a former Harlem Globetrotter basketball player, a legend in the building. So, it is a true honor to have him in the building. And then we have Mr. Shara B is here. She's part of the CPR initiative that's taking place tomorrow morning, 9 15 in the morning at Sky High School. So, we got a lot to talk about, right? Oh, yeah. So, but before we get into any of that, y'all know I got to give y'all tea, and this is what we call big tea with the tea. So, we got a lot to talk about. So, um, so Drake and 21 Savage dropped a new album today called Her Loss. Have y'all listened to it? I have not. Oh. I haven't yet, but I'm excited. Maybe I'm waiting on my own. Oh, well. Well, there's a lot going on, okay? So, um, he they dropped a new album, and they dropped a new song. And uh, Drake actually uh, referenced an all-too-obvious celebrity on one of the songs. Um he referenced Megan Thee Stallion. He didn't directly say so, but you can kind of put it together. Um, the lyrics go, um, excuse my language, y'all. Um, this bitch lied about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. Um, they have a song called uh, Sirocco Loco, um, and the line was taken as a diss at Megan Thee Stallion. As you all know, uh, she was allegedly shot by Tory Lanez in 2020. Uh, Megan actually responded back, and she said, weak-ass conspiracy theories and bars. Stop using my shooting for clout, you bitch-ass niggas. Oh, okay. So, uh, Megan is not the one to play. Um, but, of course, that was a very obvious diss towards Megan Thee Stallion. Um, and it has been blowing up on Twitter all day long. So, yeah. She a real Texan, okay? Listen, Texas, how do y'all better leave her alone? <laughs> okay, so, maybe this should, why, why don't they like so a lot of people feel like that uh, Megan's uh, story is just not adding up, um, and they feel like that she's lying about being shot and, and all that stuff. Um, so she has not, or how she feels is that she has not been getting a lot of support from the male hip-hop artists in the community. They feel like that she's lying and all this other stuff. 
Um, but she's been getting a lot of support from a lot of female artists. Um, so it's been going on for the last two years. So I know the court date is coming up soon for the trial and all that stuff. So Drake and Tony and Savage are gonna be the justice seekers for all the things that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So <laughs> okay, I don't yeah. know, but we're gonna definitely keep our eyes on that. All right. Um, in other news, uh, Tia Mari. So y'all know Tia and Tamara. So Tia Mari, um, she shared a surprising announcement where she revealed that she was divorcing her husband. Corey Hardick of 14 years. Yeah, I was I sad to see that one actually. Super I'm a sad. huge sister, sister fan. Yes. So um Tia uploaded a black and white picture of the couple as kids with a long explanation. I'm not gonna read all of it because it's only our show. Um she <laughs> says, I have always been honest with my fans, and today is no different. I wanted to share that Corey and I have decided to go our separate ways. And Definitely sad news. So um definitely send our you know prayers with them and hopefully they can make it through these difficult times. I know they got kids and stuff together and yeah. divorce can be very difficult for kids. So 14 years is a long time. It's a long time, man. Especially in the celebrity world. I know. Honestly, not no offense, celebrities or anything. Um, I mean it lasted longer than a Kim Kardashian. I feel like you marriage. Marriage. Which one? <laughs> All of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last in the news, um, so escape, uh escape member Latasha Scott. Uh, announced that she's taking a break from the group. Um, so Escape fans, and this comes from TMZ, it says Escape fans started freaking out after noticing a promo for an upcoming tour only featured three ladies instead of the four. Um, Natasha Scott has chosen to take a step back from the from the group. A source close to TMZ told them that she's still a part of Escape despite what fans are noticing online. She just said it's time to put some space between her and the group. Um, they had an upcoming show on Bravo that's going to come out in March, and the issues began once they decided to do a small tour. Um, so, yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on. So, Didn't they have enough space when we wasn't getting no music for like 10 years. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's going to be another 10 years now. How's that work when it doesn't everybody have a singing part? Who does that one? Hey, if it's Jesse Child can do it with three, so can they. That's mm-hmm. They went from four to three, too. They sure so, did. That's true. So, all right, well, that was big tea with the team. You know, I got some tea. I'm going to spill it here first, right here on my talk. So, all right, so we got. Miss Amy is here, like always, and this is not the Ask the White Girl Week. Uh, Miss Amy is giving us a mental health matters tip today because, you know, we got to keep you locked in with your mental health. So, Miss Amy, what are you talking about today? Um, so, today I'm talking about another news. This is a tea, but we are changing our times back for potentially the last time we were just talking about that. Um, there's some legislature out there saying that we may not ever have to fall back again after this one. Hmm. Um, but we are doing that this Sunday, so at 2 a.m., right when you guys are all leaving the clubs or sleeping in your bed. Um, so the time goes back, you're going to fall back an hour. Don't forget about that. But oftentimes what that means is that means a lot less sunlight. And with that comes what people like to refer to as the winter blues. Seasonal affective disorder or SADS. So some people kind of range on a continuum. So if you just get a little more winter blues, I know I definitely find myself not delaying the bed a lot more. Um, sometimes it's just um, if you're in because we are national and worldwide. If you are somewhere who is so it's just really cold, it's, it's easy. You know, we don't want to go outside a lot. So um, what ends up happening is people tend to find themselves um, having more feelings of depression, anxiety. Even there um, is studies that show there's also increases suicidal ideation and thoughts. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about how we can beat the winter blues. Okay. Um, and actually, uh, when it comes down to it, some people are kind of like, why does that happen? Number one is, um, my number one tip is to spend more time outside. So when it gets dark earlier, if you think if you're working a nine to five, um, there's not that much and you're working inside all day, there's not that much sunlight you're getting. 
because by the time you get home at five o'clock, it's starting to get dark. Um, if you're like me, I go in when it's dark and sometimes I leave when it's dark. Mm -hmm. So there's not a whole lot of summer that I'm getting during that day either. So it is really important. Number one tip is to make sure that you get outside. Morning sun is actually um, known to alleviate these a little more than the afternoon sun. So if you can get outside in the morning, get some sunlight. Sunlight also is the um, one of the best sources of vitamin D for our body. And vitamin D is one of the vitamins that is responsible for positive mental health. So if you can go outside, get some sunlight, that is really important to do. Um, also, there's a lot less physical activity. So we're doing things um, inside, we tend to be a lot more sedentary, and when we are not doing physical activity, our bodies aren't as healthy, and our bodies are not releasing the happy chemicals that we are needed to um, increase our positive mental health. So things like our endorphins. So if you can stay physically active, they recommend 30 minutes, three times a week. Um, if you can do that, or it you get outside in the sun, take a walk. I know it gets cold, bundle up. I was gonna say it's too cold to be walking. I know. Well, not today because it's like 75. Right, it tomorrow, was nice. But tomorrow it might be 35. I think it's still gonna be nice, but yeah, it's at some point it's gonna be raining tomorrow. So. Yeah, so at some point it gets cold. But if you can get outside, even when it's those nice kind of tolerable days, bundle up a little bit, just trying to get some fresh air because fresh air is really good for us too. Um, also, let's see, check your vitamin D levels. So if you're really struggling, check to see how your vitamin D levels are. You can increase your intake of vitamin D, stripping at things like eggs, meat, fish, cereal, yogurt, milk, anything that you can get some more vitamin D in your body since you're not getting it all from the sunlight or as much from the sunlight, that's really good. Um, stimulate your senses. So just kind of increasing your mental health. You can um, use some essential oils. Peppermint is a really invigorating one that helps stimulate your brain. You can, if you, have the ability to paint your walls, paint them a brighter color so that you can see brighter color. You can use light lamps. So you can actually get these on Amazon, um, which actually it can, they kind of, you sit in front of them and it radiates the light that you would need to help you feel awake. They also have alarm clocks that will wake you up with the natural light. So you can get one of those. Um, and just getting any type of light you can, turning on more lamps just to kind of brighten it up as well. And then take a vacation if you can. Go somewhere sunny. Yes, please. Get some, Thank yes, you. get some yeah. warm weather, get some sun. Um, and if it gets to the point where you're feeling like you're having a lot of thoughts of, you know, or feelings of depression, anxiety, and it's something that you can't get through, definitely talk to your counselor, get some help, um, talk to your therapist, so you can make sure that you can talk through those as well. So how do y'all feel about the time change and not ever changing everything? I'm not happy because my natural body sleep cycles do not buy well with the spring yeah. Forward going, I'm better with the fall back. I'm a summer baby. I like more hours during the daylight. Yeah. So you're um, more, you want the fall back. No, you want the spring forward. Yeah. I want yeah. The spring forward. Um, I don't know. It depends on my mood. I'm more like, I love fall weather. Mm -hmm. So I like mm -hmm. the feel and the vibe. But I don't like that it gets dark early because I'm like, man, it's only six o'clock, but it really feels like midnight. So I don't really care too much for it. So I do like to be outside. So if it could be, you know, warm <laughs> during the fall time, like give me summer vibes, but with fall, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you just need time. to go something like you need to just take some more vacations. I do. What about you guys? Um, I, I go to the south. Oh, this is my last one <laughs> here for the year. So <laughs> oh, okay. you know, I live in Charlotte. So awesome. I like to kind of come up here and do my thing and head back home for the winter and I'll be back early spring. Love <laughs> that. Yeah, that's great. I, I love all seasons out. That's why I live in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. uh, born and raised in Detroit. So uh, this is where it's home is home. So I, I like all seasons. Okay. So do you like the time change when it springs forward or falls back? Though? Well, back in the day when I wanted that extra hour in the bar, that was good. <laughs> that was good to fall back and you know have that extra hour. But they took it from me as well. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't matter now. 
we got old. So okay. yeah, yeah, I'm in bed. I'm in bed at that time. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely like with the sign change. I'm definitely in bed by like seven thirty eight o'clock. Watching Judge Judy, Will of Fortune, Jeffrey, something. I don't know. But I'm definitely in my pajamas, chilling. But then when the summertime comes, I'm outside all day. This is where I thrive. I love this fallback. Yeah. I will be out until I'm late. I'm all day anyway. It don't matter to see each other. I'll be so busy. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Amy, for that Mental Health Matters moment. And if you need some more mental health tips, go ahead and drop some questions or comments uh, below. And we'll see if Miss Amy can, you know, answer those questions. But... We got to take a break real quick. We got to pay some bills. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get a word from our sponsor, which is from Village Academy. Uh, shout out to Ms. Lexi, who's always doing her thing here at Village Academy and Many Faces Podcast Studio. Um, so, you know, we're just out here. We're doing our thing. So um, let's go ahead and hit that commercial. All right. All right. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming real soon. But in the meantime, go ahead and hit that brand, please, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you. Hit the brand. There we go. All right. So we're going to go ahead and pass this, hopefully. <laughs> so one day. There we go. to Village Academy for being an amazing sponsor here on Mud Talk. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate Village yes, Academy. thank you. Thank you. And speaking of Village Academy, man, they put together a dope Halloween party this oh, past yeah. Sunday that we got to um, shoot some footage for that we're going to yes. be showing on the next show. But man, that community-wide Halloween party was super dope. It was. It was a very nice turnout. Miss Lexi did a great job. Like, her events are always nice. Yes, and lots of people. I think she said it was like 300 to 400 kids that came. So much kids. Yes. Yes. And Miss Shay Renee, your daughter won $75. <laughs> she did. Yeah, oh, that was the dance company? Yes. Yeah. That little girl mm-hmm. is for TikTok. She loves to dance. So to make money doing it, I like to see it. Yeah, it was dope. She did. She definitely did her thing. We was culture. We was like, do some tricks, Ree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she got them on. She just, sometimes she too shy to let them out. So. Yes. Did you give her her money? Oh, she spent her money. Already? Listen, home Already. Is getting, she is getting ready for homecoming tomorrow. Oh, so she got her nails done. She got her dress. She got her some heels, y'all. Like, I had to take her shoe shopping after work the other day. Like, my week's been so busy because she's been keeping me going. Yeah. I'm talking about, she said nail appointments and people taking my phone. <laughs> talking about, you still bringing her right? I'm like, what? Wait. <laughs> and she only 13. So, okay. yes. All right, well, make sure you send us some pictures and videos and stuff. Sure She's going to be TikToking in her heels, huh? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's up. So, Ms. Amy, who, who we got today? So, today we have our two out of our three teens for our Teen Talk segment. They are going to be talking about why teen voices need to be heard. Um, with us today, we have Azaria, Talia, and then also to Shayla, but to Shayla is not here today. So, I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to you guys. Tell us why, uh, talk about some teen voices. All right, you want to start off or you want me to start off? Um, I, I can start off. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I'm a little nervous. And I did this a while <laughs> back, but now it's kind of like a real. 
But um, I was having a little bit of trouble with like finding out what to talk about since it was gonna be like our first like real segment. Uh, and I was like, we can talk about dating. And I was just like, mm-mm, we had to scratch that because of our recent <laughs> developments. So um, we had some unfortunate news with like celebrities in our um, in our community. So a peer of mine, I went to school with him and he's actually Talia's cousin. Um, his name was Ronald Thomas. He um, passed away due to gun violence um, during the Halloween weekend. And then uh, one of the members of the Migos, Takeoff, was also uh, taken by gun violence as well. And so it was just a, a lot going on. So um, I also had a death in the family. It wasn't due to gun violence. But uh, if we could just take a moment of silence, a quick one just for that. Okay, thank you very much. Um, and so while I was writing this, I was kind of just like, well, are these young teens that are like out in the streets doing drugs, drinking, self-medicating, they carrying a gun, trying to earn their stripes, are they actually doing this to cause harm or are they actually doing it as a way of like, I need help, like, can someone help me? Can someone listen to me? Can someone encourage me? Can someone love me? Can someone listen to what I have to say? And um. It was just a lot, like I'm, my wheels just started turning and stuff like that, and I just had a lot to say, but I knew we only had a certain amount of time. And so like one of the questions was just like, do we think that teens are actually trying to cause harm or do they just actually need help? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, just like influence, like social media influence, the music as well that everyone listened to. Like people think it's cool to, well, I would say like mostly young men, they think it's cool to carry around guns and to take someone's life, but it's just really, it's lame. And I think to take someone's life, like you have to have no conscience, no soul or anything, or maybe they just doing it out, they out here doing it just to earn a name. And also like, I'm, can we bring in like religion on here? Or yeah, no? we to okay, so I'm, um, I was always like, oh, I'll go to church with my auntie. And so like, I'm learning to go to flow with my relationship with God. And I feel like if like um, our generation, if they knew about God more and just try to build a relationship with him, it wouldn't be a lot of it going on, I guess. I just see like everyone has probably, some people lost their faith and stuff like that. So it's just, I don't know. I think, like I said, a lot of it is from influence and just not having the right people growing up and all that. But it's just crazy. Like, it's 2023, y'all killing each other and, um, no offense, but the white community, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, they, this what they, this is what they want. Like, and they thinking, oh, we don't have to kill y'all, y'all doing it for us. So that's I, how I, I can uh, honestly, I, I hear you. and. 100% can say that that is not the entire white community. And I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah, of that. Um, but there is a large portion of the white community that definitely, I mean, it's it's kind of fulfilling that they're mm -hmm. doing it. Definitely. What can adults do? So there's a lot of us in here. Where, where I work with kids. I work with mental health. I know um, Big T works with kids. And we, we all have sent kind of our hands in um, the youth community. What can adults do to help these kids that feel like they don't have a voice or they're you know, losing their faith or whatever it is that's causing all violence? 
I feel like um, it has to get to the kids at an early stage because like now, like say young men that's our age, because it's mostly, I would say young men that's killing each other. Mm -hmm. It has to start early because now they having they they mind that like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. Like towing guns or selling drugs, all this is cool. And I don't know, I guess it would take for something to happen to them for them to truly understand like some gotta change. So I just say that it just gotta start early. And I know being an impact, that was um, a good experience and it opened up my eyes to a lot of things as well. So. So you're feeling like early mentoring programs, how early is early? What, what would you say would be early to get to the, the, the root of this? Um, I'm not even sure. Cause like a lot of young kids see a lot of stuff that they shouldn't see. And it doesn't help with glorified in music videos. Mm -hmm. So when you're asking what can we do as adults, I feel like a lot of parents need to go back to that old school mentality and center what your kids are seeing. Like you have to be that parent that's all up in their business. Yes, I'm checking your phone. I'm checking your history, not only on your TV, your game system, because nowadays it's too accessible for kids. Yeah, it's like, like TikTok. TikTok is cool for young kids, but like all that music stuff and just like right stuff they like all that cussing it it really affects them at a young explicit age. lyrics yeah. and you know over sexual it's it's too much yeah. especially yeah. for our younger babies. Um, I do agree that it has to start young. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as soon as they can start picking up on stuff, like because you're never too young to just get a feeling that something's not right. So like as soon as they start like looking around, they're able to tell other people like bits and pieces of what's going on, then they need to start getting help and seeing people and like just getting in the right spaces. Cause like, I just can't tell somebody, oh, you need to move out this area and out this house right now. Like I know nobody got it like that. Nobody right. got mm -hmm. to do that, but um, it just need to start early because like once you grow up, it's like, it's too hard to get to people that got their mind made up. Well, you touched on it when you first started talking and it's like hurt people hurt people. So it's like, we have to, realize when you know the as teens you guys are going through a lot with school your hormones emotionally mentally it's actually a lot and like being that like she talked about mental health mental mental health therapy is one of the underutilized tools in our community absolutely but and it's starting with parents yeah yes, it's, you can't help your kids be mentally healthy if you're not mentally healthy right and that's really important to start from that and and you know, family therapy is great. Yeah. Get therapy as a parent, you know. Well, in the black community, it dates back to, mm -hmm. it's a generational cycle. A lot yeah. of our parents didn't go to therapy. Mm -hmm. A lot of their parents didn't go to therapy. Yep. And if you talked about therapy, it was like they looked at you either crazy yep. or what happens in this house stays in this yep. house. A lot of things were yep. swept under the rug. Yep. So I love that we are finally getting to that point where we're kind of breaking that stigma. Yep. But we still have a whole lot of work to do. And I love that too, because as somebody who works with mental health and has a conversation with parents a, a lot, that is something that is, I fight all the time mm -hmm. and it's really hard to tell because I, I agree there's a lot to be said too about spending time with your kids mm -hmm. i mean i i had there's a lot of unsupervised time i just had a conversation with a couple of kids this week um about hey just so you know if you're around it you can be a part of it mm -hmm. um and actually a very a, a friend of mine said hey what you need to tell your those kids is that these bullets they don't have eyes and ears mm -hmm. they can't determine who is going to be the target. If you're there, you're there. And and then a lot of it's just un a lot of, like unsupervised time. We're not spending time. So spending time with kids is great, but there's also the part of it that I do find a lot in the mental health community, which is that stigma of mental health. Yes. And it's it's very hard to to because it's hard to 
break tradition. Yeah. And if that's the tradition, it's very difficult to do. And that unsupervised time, they're soaking up so oh, much of the wrong stuff. Yeah. I literally, literally just had some kids in my room. I don't know where it came from. I think it's TikTok. But it's this song like, I'm going to kill my mom. I'm going to kill my dad. And I was like, stop oh, yeah. singing that. Like, stop. It's, yeah. um... It was basically like a. It was a joke. Yeah, like a skit, but it was a young boy who was doing yeah. it, and so he like was playing a prank on his dad. But everyone around him knew that you know it was a. It was for a skit, and that's the thing. Like young kids is watching these YouTube videos and stuff, mm -hmm. and they're impressionable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just and like with the um, like you said, the black community about like uh therapy and what stays in this house. I mean, what goes on in this house stays in this house. I feel like that. It just goes back to like even our grandparents and everything, cause yo, I feel like parents should check up on their children more and like really just look into it because I can tell my parent that I'm fine, but and hide it. But clearly, if you don't see it, then I'm just gonna keep keep mm -hmm. it bottled up. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that um, needs to change. When it comes to the youth community, it's really 100% parents check in. It's really important too. I think that kids checking with each other mm -hmm. um does that do you feel like that that happens a lot more do our kids willing to just step up and say hey my friend's not okay like we need to get you help or just that not? but then what about the kids who doesn't have friends yeah before that i want to know do you guys feel like the kids do tend to step up and do that or is that not happening i don't think it's happening i feel like um like you mean like saying so like if if, if I if, if we're friends and I'm like mm -hmm. hey how you doing and you're like I'm fine yeah are, are, are kids are they pushing each other are they trying to get more information are they going to step up and get their friends help or is that kind of just pushed aside too I know like yeah. sometimes it's done um but like there's also a backlash to that so like mm -hmm. yeah you're trying to help this person but then that person gets help but not the type of help that you or your other friends think that they should have mm -hmm. now your other friends mad at you for like trying to help this person but you like unreal their life as well at the same time so i think it can can be difficult to be like yeah i want to help this person but like what if their life turned upside down because i said something but like at the same time you know something wrong you don't say anything you don't feel guilty that you like you had a chance to help them when you couldn't yeah so how, so how do how do you like how would you i would just say say it yeah I, i'm not sure from nothing like i've been to situations where i was like should i tell should i not like it sit on you like dang i should have mm -hmm. said something like I should have did something. So if you feel something off, you ask, you find something, you see something, say something. At least say all the time. You see something, say something. Call crime yes. stoppers. Like with You're not gonna snitch. And like with us in our group chat, like me zoning to Shayla, we um we always check on each other. Like we go to work in the morning, be like, y'all have a good day, or we just ask each other like, how was your day, and so like that. So if something going on with them, and like we sharing to each other, I try to share my parents too. Like like, dang, what should I do? Or like, give me some advice, because, um, I don't know, it's just, I wouldn't want, like you said, I wouldn't want something to happen to my friend, and they came to me, and I feel like, oh, dang, maybe they don't want me to say nothing. So, yeah, I just feel like, um, just start checking in on your friends more, and if you do sense something wrong with them, just go to somebody else for advice if you don't know what to really do. Yeah, I was going to say that, like, if you know something, just go to your parent, because I know my stepmom, she worked with kids with mental health. And my dad, he's a teacher, so he's working with kids all the time. So, like, if I would say, if I don't feel comfortable with saying something or going to another adult, I would just go to them and, like, have them, because I know they will always be there to help. So how do you help people find, like Shay said, how do you help people find their people if they don't have a lot of friends or people checking out? I always give references. I'm like, I know therapists, my stepmom is one, like, 
I have, we have connections and Toledo is not that big. So everybody know everybody, to be mm -hmm. honest. So if you need help, then it don't matter, like a mental health program, a mentoring program, you can find the help. It's easy. And it's okay to ask for help. Yes. Yeah, that's a big, big, yeah. It's okay to ask for help. Especially if you like, I feel like a lot of people um, don't want to get help because they feel like it's going to unravel like all this like childhood trauma and all that stuff. But mm. just people be scared to do the inner work, boy. Oh, yeah, just to look, like it got to unravel. That's all I say. Like it got to be done because at a certain point, like you gonna have your problems day to day, but it's up to you how to deal with them. Mm -hmm. And if you can't deal with them, then you need help. And yeah. then that turned into a whole other situation. Like you start getting into relationships and getting around other friends, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, I don't want to like hang out with you. Like I sense you got bad energy. I don't need. I don't want that." So like working on yourself, you have to be willing to do the work. Yes, I follow this uh, psychologist slash therapist page on Facebook, and she posted something. And I was like, "Man, I have to give us a snaps on that." Um, she okay. it said that trauma is stored not only in our mind but in our body and in our behavior, mm -hmm. and with that, it comes out. It will, it will reveal itself in our relationships. Like if you don't deal with it, it will show up in your behavior, you know what I'm saying, in your mind, like, you know, all of that. And I was like, that is so true because when we have unhealed trauma, we just take it into our next relationship and it's gonna show up in that relationship through our, you know, behaviors and, you know, in our in our body. So I thought that was really interesting. And that's kind of like what we did the mental health too. If you don't get it out, you're gonna act it out. Yes. And it may not be in a relationship, it may just be in general with your own personal, you know internal struggle with emotions mm -hmm. I, I definitely see a, a big value and i know it's hard to show emotions especially for a lot of young men but my single goal not my single goal one of many goals i when i work with young men is that it's okay to have emotions yeah and it's okay to cry it out mm -hmm. and i've had some real tough people cry it out and i like that because mm -hmm. you get it out because if you don't get it out you're gonna act it out god gave the tears for a reason yeah <laughs> i don't like that men or like even um young boys our age feel like that their feelings don't matter because mm -hmm. they're men and they have they have this mindset that they have to be strong mm -hmm. i just i don't like that um stereotype yeah, yeah. we got it we got it. it's okay to cry now yeah. yes you gotta make that normal mm -hmm. all right well you guys got anything else that you need to say before we let you guys go oh i was just gonna say like well, me and Talia Deshayla started doing it. was a school project, but then we started figuring out like it was like an outlet for us. It could be an outlet for other people. So if you put down the guns, the alcohol, all that other stuff, and pick up a pen, a computer, you call up one of us, you can sit on the podcast. We can talk about your life. If you told somebody your story, they're probably like, dang, that would be what changed my life. Yeah. It's people every day that go to these conferences and listen to people talk about their life and their success. And all this other stuff, and they want to hear what other people got to say. So if you tell your story, you don't know what could happen mm -hmm. if you just stop the violence and then start speaking up. There's so much value Hashtag. in your story. Everybody's got one. Right. You don't know how you can help someone. Amen. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate yeah, you that. You can't hear it, but there's a round of applause. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us like, what is happening? <laughs> I, I also want to say, which I'm very sorry for your losses, too. I know you guys can express it that. I know that that's real tough to, yeah. you know. To go through and yes yeah we appreciate you for sharing your stories too yes. thank you all right well that was azaria and also uh talia those are our team talk kids they're actually going to be back on the show on the next episode you guys want to come back right mm -hmm. all right and we're going to keep them because we like them oh <laughs> i'm going to feed you guys too i'm feeding everybody
Ooh. I can cook too, by the way. Yes. We'll talk about that next time. Yes. You don't put no, no raisins in it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I put raisins in everything. <laughs> no I can't, I can't, answer, no, I can't answer that question because that's one of my ask the white girl questions. Okay. Okay. I can tell you this. I actually cook. I didn't teach people how to cook for okay. like five. I actually do cook. But, I, just to, but, but what I need to do is I need to be able to bring my food in to prove that because no one's going to believe me. Okay. So, so right. you, can, you can be critical. You can, I'm making, I'm making <laughs> no, no, no. fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. Okay. Ooh, I, I know. That is, I, I told some of my friends, like, that is real brave. But I also will say that I have quite a few friends of mine um, from the black community that I, one of one of my people said, please don't tell my grandma, but your mac and cheese is better than <gasps> oh, mm -hmm. oh, I didn't tell her. <laughs> I'm not telling his grandma. He can tell her that himself. But uh, so. I mean, well, you already have, so that's two things you have to prove, right? Because the other one is that white girls wear horses. Well, I do. I oh, they do. Hey, oh, so please. Please. So wait on that daddy to get me those horses, by the way. Yes. Watch that Watch that last episode. You can hear all about that. Yeah, somebody, somebody asked Amy, why do white girls always wear dirty white clothes? Why are their horses always dirty? Yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to get Amy to do an um, experiment where she has to wear clean Air Force Ones. Yeah, I feel Without like no crease, little girl. What? You can't <laughs> crease them. Like, you said what? So I, I don't remember if it was homecoming or the sneaker ball. It was sneaker ball. Mm -hmm. It was this little girl had some dirty white horses on. I was just so sad for her inside. Like, but I feel like that's like been like a thing. That's like a trend. Oh yeah, tourist That's what I'm saying. You're saying all white at a at a dance. Yeah. Yes. Warm to the dance. A little, a little but they were dirty. Yeah, they were dirty. Oh, was she white? Was I was just gonna say. Why did you have her inside and teach her? Teach her the ways of the I horses. Didn't know where I thought it happened. Well, hopefully she'll watch the podcast. Mm -hmm. she'll no, hopefully she will not watch the podcast. Well, <laughs> of that episode with the adults. The yes. But hopefully she watches the hopefully team the talk. Pants. And maybe you guys yes. can do a segment on how to keep your forces. Yeah, too. we can do a shoe cleaning lesson. I will. I will attend that. I don't know because mm -hmm. I don't. I didn't know what that was till my son started getting Jordans, and he's like, I can't get creases and. He's oh, had yeah. some soul sauce and all sorts of other things. Mm -hmm. It used to be around high school. Now junior high is like mm -hmm. a thing. So, yeah. all right. Well, thank you, Zoe and Talia, for stopping by. We're gonna check on you guys next week. But we have a very special. We got two special guests. We're gonna bring one up, right? Yes. Who we got? Who we got? We have Mr. Derek Refugee. Dedrick. Or Dedrick. He, he corrected me. He said it's like Cedric with a D. Dedrick. Dedrick. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna little switch up here. Small, I'm sorry, and I got really a lot closer to this. I hate too much for me, but I'm gonna try to do that. You want some help? That's all that basketball I playing. That's a long way down, man. Excellent job, young ladies. That was phenomenal. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I was super impressed. Thank you. Yes, we love our team talk. Man, that was awesome, man. That was excellent. So we have Mr. Dedrick Refugee in the building. He is a former Arnold Globe Trotter basketball player. Yes. Like basketball. Yes. Yeah, basketball. We don't have a basketball yeah, sound effect. Yeah. All right, so Mr. Dedrick Refugee, how are you feeling today? I'm blessed and highly favored. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. No problem. So tell us a little bit about you. Okay, I'm born and raised in Detroit. Uh, I played with the Globetrotters from 82 to 89. Uh, right now, I'm, uh, well, after basketball, uh, basketball was excellent. Don't get me wrong. It was an excellent thing, but you can't play basketball forever. Right. But um, 
a globetrotter. I'm not a millionaire. I'm a thousandaire. <laughs> you know what that means? Um, but after basketball, I went to uh, worked at Foot Locker for like five years. Became a manager of a store down in Atlanta. I was living in Atlanta for seven years after Globetrotters, and um, decided to come back home. Like I said, home is home. So came back to Detroit and uh, got with Chrysler because I'm third generation Chrysler, mm -hmm. and um, started right on the line. Even though I graduated and got my degree, uh, I'm a Baptist Business Administration. Okay. So um, went into just on the line, like you know, just like all my family. Uh, and they they talked me out of it. They said you need to go on supervision. You know, to be on the line, you got your degree. So they talked me into it, and I decided to go on the supervision. Where they didn't have any supervisor, supervisor, uh, super. I was jobs in Detroit, so they actually come to Toledo. So for seven years, I drove back and forth from Detroit to Toledo as a supervisor. For seven years, mm -hmm. I drove, I made that drive. Wow, every wow. that's dedicated. People, people are doing that right now. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're doing that right now. And then I, then I found a whole bunch of, of Toledo folks that were driving up to Detroit, and they're still doing it. They did it for the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. They have done it. So... I got with uh, Chrysler and we came down here and got with Jeep and did real well down here. I became a supervisor, area manager, operational manager. So I started running the whole plan over there at Jeep and I finally met my wife and I've been down here in Cleveland for the last 15 years. Okay. So, you know, older guy, uh, finally retired. And um, after I retired, I got a little bored after <laughs> I made all the drinks I can ever drink and uh, just got tired of just waiting on her to come home because she still works over at Jeep. And uh, I decided to uh, do something, prayed about it, love kids. Like I said, been with the Globetrotters, mm -hmm. been around the world, just, just thankful and grateful. Uh, decided to uh, just do something with kids. Just wanted to substitute teach, just get off the couch. I didn't want to be as big as a house. I'm, I'm 6'11", 300-something pounds. I just, I just saw myself being 400 pounds mm -hmm. and not being able to get off the couch. but uh, I was able to get off and, and, and I just wanted to substitute maybe two or three days a week, but every school I went to, they said, we need teachers. And I'm very good at math. Uh, like I said, I got a social and accounting. Um, they asked me to be a long-term sub. I've been doing that for the last five years. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so, that's great. Love it. Now, um, with you graduating, did you play um, basketball in college? I did. I, so I was a late bloomer. I didn't play in high school. I went to a major uh, Detroit Southeastern uh, in Detroit, a major basketball school. But I grew after I grew nine inches. Uh, I got an academic music scholarship to Michigan State. Mm -hmm. So when I went to Michigan State, I grew from six two when I was a senior in high school to six nine when I was at Michigan State my freshman year. Wow. So and then I grew a couple inches after that. So I started late. I went to Michigan State my freshman year. I used to play with Magic Johnson, all those guys. Magic was still a junior in high school. Um, so just play with those young men and basketball is very good to me, but I graduated and I got a chance to play with the Atlanta Hawks, went down there for two years and that's where the Globetrotters saw me and I played with them for seven. That's what's up. Now, how did you get connected with the Harlem Globetrotters? Like, how did that even, even work? Back then, back in those days, they had a scout, Marty Blake, uh, who did all the scouting for everybody, not just the NBA, they did it for the Globetrotters, they did it for uh, teams overseas. And uh, that's how the connection came. He saw me in uh, the Hawks camp. Um, I played like uh, just maybe down to Christmas. Tree Rollins came back, one of the famous uh, centers at the time in Atlanta. They cut me and they, had, and they sent me overseas. When I came back the third year, instead of going back to Atlanta to try out again, 
Because back then they had an 11-man roster instead of a 15-man roster. It was very hard. They had a Continental Basketball Association then. Now they got the G League. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this uh, they gave me a chance to try with the Trotters, and that's how they saw me down here. And I went out and tried with the Trotters. When I got there, it was like 50 guys trying out to try. Every, every place you went, there's millions of guys trying out for basketball. Don't get me wrong. That's a good dream of yours. Definitely go for it. But there's millions and millions of guys trying out for basketball. Luckily, I was 6'11". <laughs> so that's how that worked out. That's what's up. Now, what was your experience like with the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, man. Come on now. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't even tell you all the stories. Uh, you got to give us at least one good juicy one. <laughs> so, but, but actually, we did some a lot of uh, historical things. Like uh, when Lynette Woodard uh, joined our team, was the first one to have a female on our team in 1985. Um, played back with some of the greats, uh, Curly and uh, Geese Osby. They've been playing for like 20 years. They played when you know back when my parents' parents back. Glow drives been going out for 1926. They started. You know what I mean. It was just something that um, started in Chicago that they wanted to just, and then it became Harlem Globetrotters because they wanted to go around the world. They weren't even going around the world at first. They just wanted to be known for that. Mm-hmm. But I've been in every, over a hundred countries. Wow. wow. Met a, many, many famous people. Uh, probably the most famous person I met after the Globetrotters right over here at Jeep was Barack Obama. Oh, he, wow. came, he came over there and uh, shook his hand, got a picture. One of, one of the you know, biggest things in my life. But I met some great I met the Pope, John Pope II, and, and, and let me tell you, the Italians got it going on. Yeah, <laughs> the Catholics got it going on over there in Italy, the Vatican. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. You just used to be in awe. You know, you look around, see the whole thing in the Vatican, you know, the art, everything. It's just, it's unbelievable. Then you see the Pope get up there and he talks in seven different languages. It's, it's amazing. That's what's up. So what would you say was your favorite place to travel when you did travel with them? So back then, uh, when I was before, I, this is my second marriage. Uh, when I was single, uh, probably the, some of the famous places because I'm a black man. I would say Brazil, if you understand that. I just... <laughs> well, yeah, I told I, you to give me the juicy the, stuff. Well, well, well no, uh, you know, after the, the big slave uh, trade was in the United States, the next big place they went to was Brazil. That's why we have so many Brazilian people that look like that because they. I had a chance, but not only that, I lived in Portugal for two years oh, playing you. basketball. Two years at Atlanta Hawks, I and mean, they sent me over to their club in Portugal, and I played over there. So I got to speak Portuguese. So that's what they speak in Brazil. Okay. So when I went there, I was able to talk and help out all my teammates. So you speak? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't speak fluent, but I speak well enough to be able to talk yeah, to right. you. Well, very good. Was the Harlem Globetrotters always like? Because I know it's, I, I've taken my kids a couple of times. It's, you know, it's a fun event. There's lots of tricks, and it's it's fun. It's funny. Was it always like that? No, no, not at all. Okay. Back in the day, way back in the day, they used to just come up in town and they would get up with a promoter, give me your best five, and let's go. And they just play regular basketball. Even when I came along, we still did the third quarter where we did no tricks. We had to get up to a certain point to do our tricks at the end. Because you got to be able to, uh, they, and then the, the, the team we played against when I played was the Washington Generals. And you had some right here in, in uh, uh, Toledo. Mm-hmm. Great player named Luke Murphy that played over there. Wait, awesome player. White guy that could shoot your eyes out. Shot every time he came down the court. He was trying to hit a three. So they had some great players. But, of course, it was 10 black guys against maybe five white guys. and two. So that's how they would set it up. Mm-hmm. They would set up, the, we, we would be stacked on our team to make sure that we get the, the points that we do. But it is about fun. It's more of a script now. 
because I go still go see them, uh, two of my uh, players that I play with are the two coaches that coach them now, that the teams they have now. Okay. What made them make the switch from them just playing basketball to now more so, like you said, kind of like a script for a show? Uh, it was all the people that, that uh, used to own them. They were owned by Metro Media, a big uh, conglomerate out there in California. Uh, they was owned by Wilson. Uh, and they, they just changed the script after a while. Uh, but back in the day when Abe Sabstein had them in Chicago, it was, it was just going town and just play, you know, great ball. You got some famous players that, uh, you know, back in the day, the Globetrotters really got famous because the Globetrotters was more famous than the NBA. And if you go back to the history, it wouldn't have been done. They used to come see the Globetrotters and the NBA game was after that mm -hmm. because we were the ones that they were trying to come and see at the time. But, you know, that's, that's when we get a lot of perks from that, they still recognize us as, you know, and we were all in the Hall of Fame and all of that. We were right. in the Hall of Fame uh, down in Springfield. So um, it's 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 still live and, and kicking, and they still have fun. I went to the Huntington Center last time they were in town because uh, Sweet Lou told me to come down there and uh, check them out. And he didn't get to stay overnight because we still stay up all night just talk about the old, mm. good, good old, good old times. <laughs> that's what's up. now. What made you want to make the transition to education? Because going from the Harlem Globetrotters and traveling around the world, and now you are in education as a substitute teacher. So I told you, I, I, you know, I was sitting at home to, and I prayed about it. Um, I go to church religiously over at Mount Pilgrim. Um, Shout out to my just, church, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> um, just, just prayed about it. You know, I've, I've done everything. Uh, went through a lot of stuff in my whole life, uh, through all the addictions, the girls, all, all of that. Did it all and uh, just woke up, came back out of the world and, and, and got right with myself. And uh, then I decided what I need to do. Prayed about it. And this, you know, I even prayed about coming on this show. And I know I was put here for a reason just to hear these two. So that was excellent. Um, but that was what it was all about. It's about kids. And um, once I did it the first year and I fell in love with the kids and I thought I made an impact. That's my whole goal right now. You know need to be impactful. So that's what I'm trying to do. So Absolutely. would you ever consider coaching? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I coached. I coached over in the Catholic League. Um, it, it's so political. Coaching, all of that, uh, AAU ball, all of that is, is, is it's big money. It's big money in that. It's not like it used to be when high schoolers just played. You went to that high school and you went to that high school and y'all played each other. No, it's big money now. And it goes all the way up. Billions of dollars, billions of dollars. So um, I, I, don't, I don't think I want to get into coach. I would love to coach. I would love to do seventh and eighth grade where I'm at. The elementary school I went at, I would love to coach there. Um, I, I, I coached over at the Catholic League, like I was saying, over at St. John. They had an eighth grade, and they have a smaller teams, and they, they have a little Catholic League. It's pretty big. Mm -hmm. It's around the whole city. And uh, I had a team, and we were we had a perfect record, 0-8. I didn't get that. Oh, and eight. But um, it was about fun, though. Mm -hmm. At that age, you just want to, you know, teach them as much as you can, but let them have fun. You, know? right. you, you don't want to put that stress on, like, AAU. That's that's big-time basketball. Yes. And when they get scholarships to go to high school, you know what I mean? People are paying you $10,000, $8,000 to to take care of your tuition, mm -hmm. you got to perform, and now you're almost a professional, but you're not a professional. Right. Same thing with high, with college. You know what I mean? After a while, the bigger the school, more pressure's on. Well, now that they can make money off of 
they can make money off their yeah. jersey, but they steal a whole bunch of money yeah. off. Oh, there. yeah, There's for people sure. still making a whole bunch of money. Absolutely. In education, what do you think, what do you do to be the most impactful with students that you work with? Like, what do you find to be the most impactful? So, so much, so much has happened in education because of the pandemic. We, we've got lost for two years. Those mm -hmm. kids that we're going through now, they are catching up. They didn't get a chance to learn their, especially with math. Math is, you know, built on each other. You know what I mean? You have to learn from day to day. And then when you miss a whole two years, you miss some fundamental arithmetic. Arithmetic right. has to be there for you. You can even talk about the variables and add mathematics to it. So that's, that's the thing. But you, you just keep working with them. You know, repetition is always good. Repetition and just keep you know, have them do it. You know, some things that we don't do homework. You know, I had homework all every day when I was back in the day. You don't, they don't take homework home mm -hmm. no more. That's that's ludicrous. That's ludicrous. what's their response when a six eleven guy walks into the classroom? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, kids today, uh, young people today, they they have. They, I guess it's like they say, the music they listen to, they, their chest is poked out. They they really. They, they gonna, they're going to try it. I don't care what it is. They're going to try it. They're going to try it until they realize that I'm not going for it. And all they really want is the little love. If you right. can put the love into it. But I go in there with the same mentality I had at Chrysler. You know, when I go in there, I'm, don't be late. Don't be late. I mean, it's, 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 you have to learn them. Each, each, each and every one of them is different. But some of them, you know, they struggle when they walk out the door. They struggle when they come home. So you, once you learn the kids, you're okay. But I go in there with, my, with, with these 15s ready to go at them. <laughs> I believe that. I don't know. I wouldn't test anybody that's six uh, Yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, yeah. Now, Donald Glow tried to do guys get tricks. Can you still do some tricks? Uh, <laughs> so the thing that I did the most, I was I was a dunker. I used to jump out the gym. I was able to, you know, that's why it was hard for me to get up there. The knees was, <laughs> was, was, was hurting a little bit, but um, I can definitely do tricks. So one of the things we did was, you know, as a rookie, you had to carry a ball with you everywhere you went. You, you know, you could spin the ball, you know. Mm -hmm. you, I'll be 95 and still spin a basketball. That's what so, anyone I know. Know. How do you do <laughs> I don't want to call it that. Well, you just practice, you know. Any, anything you do, you got to. You know, if you, if you want to become a, a great motorcycle driver, you got to you got to practice anything you want to do. A dancer, a TikTok dancer, that they, you know, and I'm a good dancer. So, <laughs> is that so your secret? You want to be a TikTok dancer? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like TikTok. Uh, my rhythm probably doesn't be showing me the things that you know other people kids because it's just about uh, the young lady was telling me. Uh, but I love to dance. I, I come from Detroit. And my family, my whole family, loves to dance. You know what I mean? That's what we do. And uh, I, I love music because I played the sax for so long before I went to Michigan mm -hmm. State when they took the sax from me and put a basketball in. Basketball many talents. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's not over because I'm still writing this journey. This journey, I'm on it. I'm, I'm still trying to make sure that I get it all right uh, because the teaching part, this is the best part. Mm -hmm. This right here has been the best part. That's what's up. I love it. Now, before we're not going to let you go, we're going to have to stick around. But Michelle has a game that we always play called This or That, where she gives you two options. And you have to pick, do you want to give it this or do you want to give it that? And I think she played the sex this week. Okay. I did. Okay. I played <laughs> I'm, 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 so let me tell you, I'm from, I'm from the east side of Detroit, the oh, hardest part. I'm not scared east side. Of so I, I listen I listen to y'all. I'm telling you, I had to pray before I came on here. I know. I'm like, man, do I really want to go on this show? And, and I'm, I'm 
I'm grateful and thankful that I, man, y'all blessed me. Trust me. Y'all did that. Well, Go ahead. I'm ready. Not a family show, so. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Spring or fall? Mm, I'll go with fall. Okay. Bus or train? So these should be just be one answer. So yeah. you know, one side answer. Uh, bus. Bus, okay. Boxing or football? Football. Who's your team? Detroit Lions. <laughs> New York or LA? Detroit. LA. Okay. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Thanksgiving. What's your favorite? What's for my Thanksgiving? My favorite thing about Thanksgiving? Yes. Family, football, and food. Okay. Family. Football and food. What's going to definitely be on your table at Thanksgiving? What's one thing that you have to have? The one thing. <laughs> the, the one thing. I, I didn't get this big eating one thing. You know what I mean? But, you know. But uh, it has to. If it's, if it's missing, you will not have the Thanksgiving that you want. Dressing. Yes. Not stuffing. Yes. Dressing. Dressing. Who make it? My sister. Okay. My sister makes it now. Safe. <laughs> no, I've had other people make it because you know I, I live in Detroit. I live in uh, Toledo now. My sister lives in Detroit. Sometimes I can't get up there. I got other family members. My 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 uh, in laws, my 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 brother in laws. Uh, they they help me out every now and then. Some of them make great dressing, but my sister makes my mama dressing. So see, that's there we go. All right. Well, that was Miss Shay with this or that. And um, yeah, you know. So thank you for that. We played the safe this week, so we appreciate it. I, I could have took a harder question. You want to? No, 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 but I'm good. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, but that was good. I, I like that game. I like that. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Well, we have a little segment on here called Tis for Tea. Um, we took a little break from it. You know what I'm saying? We took a little break from that, but we good. So Tis for Tea is where I give you five things that you should or should not do, and in honor of the time change, okay? Because time goes back this weekend, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm giving you five things we ain't got time for, okay? And that's that's what we're talking about. So um, number one, these niggas, we ain't got time for them, okay? <laughs> Uh, like um, Lil Duval said, I'm living my best life and I ain't going back and forth with you niggas, okay? And we ain't got time for that. Mm -hmm. Okay? Ain't that right, Michelle? Take too much energy. Period. Okay? Number two, gas prices. I don't have time for these high-ass gas prices. I, I don't have time. It's almost $4, and I, I really don't like it. I paid four eleven yesterday in Michigan. I filled up my tank twice mm -hmm. Well, everything is high in Michigan. I know. The gas prices are much higher. Yeah, what's Charlotte? Not the people. Not the people. I need to go to Charlotte. Did you bring this up? I didn't even want to drive when I got here. I couldn't believe it. We need to go to Charlotte. Well, it's going to take some gas to get there first, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And we got to fill up here. Yeah, I hope you make it down there. Right. Let's fly down here. I think that's illegal. That is. <laughs> we don't condone illegal activity. Well, they got it. Is that where they were putting it in bags? No, that was the, in North Carolina. They were putting it in bags, and there's a shortage. Or was that? Was it Carolina? That dangerous? I don't know. There was a shortage, and then they people were afraid they're they were trying to get gas, it. and they're trying to save it. That's just too bad that people was buying up all the toilet paper during COVID. Like, I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Like, what is. I don't have time for that. That's not on your tips. They, they thought they yeah. were No, it's not. I don't have people. time for people to buy things and like toilet paper that people need. I don't no understand reason. like why people bought toilet paper. Like that's not going to protect you from COVID. 
No, it's okay to stock up. I'm right. a person that likes to stock up because I hate running all the stuff. But when you go overboard and take the whole show, now that's ridiculous. There's a reason why I have a Sam's and Costco membership. I'm just saying. That's right. <laughs> yes. We love that's white people with, with Sam's Club. Yeah. They just, they just use me for my memberships. That's all right. But we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm probably going to go to Costco. Costco is my favorite store. I love Costco. I've been there. It's my favorite love store. To take me. I was a long term Sam's person, and then I walked into Costco. I, like, well, I love Sam's too. Sam's and Costco, you can sponsor us. If you have forces, I'll take some. Um, but I walked into Costco and the food, like the, the bakery stuff, the food, everything was just so good. And a lot of good organic stuff. That's good. All right. Number three, what we don't have time for, paying to get in bars that act like clubs. I don't have time for that. Okay. When I come in to get my tacos on Tuesday, I'm not paying you $5. Okay? Okay. I just want my tacos and I just want to go. So I'm not understanding why do I have to pay in bars to, to eat or just to get in general. So I don't have time for that. So if you charge just know I'm just not going to support that. So um, number four, things we don't have time for, high ass groceries. It's just as bad as these gas prices. Oh yeah. So if you are someone out there who has or seven food stamps, hit me up <laughs> on Facebook. Sorry, Cleveland. So right. Did you hear about the Aldi's doing the price rollback? They uh, rolled their prices back to 2019 prices, mm -hmm. and the whole store was on sale for like whatever the price was back then, and and 30 percent off. No, mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, I, I believe it was November second. Oh, but man. check into it. It might be this Tuesday. I might be mistaken. So. All right. Well, we'll yeah. have time for my ass groceries. <laughs> and last but not least, um, things I have time for people who are wasting your time. Yes. Okay. Especially when it comes to dating. Let me know your intentions. If you just want me to be the sneaky link, let me know. If you want to be a situation shit, let me know. If you want to be together, let me know. But stop wasting my time because I ain't got time for you. Okay. So that was my tips with team. That's five things that we ain't got time for. Okay. So I said what I said. Can I get a DJ clue box, please? Sure. Can I? Boom. There we go. <laughs> Love it. That's my DJ clue box. All right. So speaking of tips with T, I'm gonna give you another tip because this Saturday is a very, very, very special event that's mm -hmm. coming up. Um, it's a free CPR training and AED training, and it's presented by one of our favorites. I love her with all my heart. Mr. Shar B is in the building. What's good, Mr. Shar? Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So that's a tip. You got to get there this Saturday, right? Of course. You got to be there. Yes. So before we get into all of that, tell the people about you. Where do I start? The beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the very beginning. Well, I'm very grateful for the things God's blessed me with. Many know me as the Shar B, the Queen of Strategy. Um, I own well, many companies. I have Body Me by She Boutique and Spa, which is our beauty health and wellness company. We specialize in body contouring, detoxing, um, sauna treatment, all those things to make you feel good inside and out. This, which is our sister company to our boutique, She Boutique, where we carry women's apparel for those who are in the corporate world, like myself, who used to be, or those who just love to define their inner fashionista. So with those things, we've kind of transitioned to multiple um, why that had happened, mm -hmm. um, I was still working in corporate. Okay. Um, I began to grow in corporate. <laughs> um, that allowed me to recognize many gifts, mm -hmm. understanding development, training, sales, converting, marketing, advertising, all those great things. And with that, I was able to develop a culture within the industry. Mm -hmm. um, for many, many years, dominated the industry consecutively, being number one nationally ranked. Um, but the, the key was 
get an opportunity to expand from the Southeast region to back to the Midwest, my hometown. Mm-hmm. So of course, being married, it was a decision to come back, made a great decision to do so anywhere but Toledo. Right? <laughs> so I got, um, I got the Columbus, New Albany area, and then it, it started to grow. And they slowly but surely mm-hmm. from there it was to Cleveland, to Cyrus, to Finley, to Fremont, back to Toledo, not knowing that at the time, um, I had a million dollar location, which is located in Finley. Mm-hmm. So that allowed me to kind of create a culture in a different region. Um, but when I got here, I identified many, many obstacles that I did not have in the Southeast region. Um, being in the international city where I reside now, which is Charlotte, um, there's many who come here to grind to get it. Um, those who are international, that come from overseas, um, it allowed me to kind of pour into my own employees especially hearing their story coming from Peru, El Salvador, Venezuela, where their parents are physicians, but only working here $10 an hour because they're not certified to work in the States. So they're here for that American dream. It allowed me to kind of create a culture to teach them the sales, the development, listening to their clients, understanding their needs, and then creating them with opportunity. At that time, it was a job for me. You know, I just knew I was good at it. But then it grew into winning awards and developing people. Mm-hmm. Well, getting to Ohio, it was like, what is this? Right. I'm in Ohio, which is a factory-based state. So there was no such things as sales conversion. There were customer sales going on. Mm-hmm. So I would basically get rid of the entire staff and start over. And creating a culture was hard. Um, so hard to where I remember a week. I recruited 130 people for interviews and only three showed up. Wow. My corporate um, boss didn't believe me. So they flew in from Seattle. We tried again. We had about 89 and only two showed up. Mm. So this, uh, which in that position required me to now be in each location to ensure I hit my goals. Well, they put me to the challenge. And I remember in December of 2018, 19, um, they gave me a 1.53 million goal. And I was the only black woman in the region. And I was dominated in the street by a Caucasian men. I was upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do I have this goal? Why do I have this? Um, but I, I used it to my ability. I took the skills that I was learned through the corporate, all the training development, and I just kind of created the culture here. Mm-hmm. I had a zero tolerance. Every customer, every time, this is what you need to do. If you do not, cannot work here. I wanted the better than my best. Right. I hired the subject matter experts that allowed me to create the conversion, the sales, and the culture that I needed to be successful. So with that, I did just that, and we dominated. We exceeded the goal 30%. At that moment, I was like, I quit. <laughs> so if I can exceed 1.53 million for them, an additional 30%, I can do this for myself. Five, so that's where it all began. Awesome. I set a goal for six months and said, I'm going to hit every goal every month, and I'm out of here. And so I did just that. I knew that I wanted to do something I love. I love helping people. And out of all things, leaving corporate, I was like, I'm going to see CPR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like, I'm going to just do my own company, start my own company, just teach CPR. I knew it could be lucrative. You know, mm-hmm. I could gain contracts. I would do just that. Um, and during that time, I'm telling my best friend about it. She was due literally two weeks after my birthday. And I got certified two days after my birthday. And she passed away that same year. Mm-hmm from preeclampsia, heart disease. <clears throat> so I was like in a different space, but God was working with me. I didn't realize her death would give me life. 
she was the reason my why. She was the one who pushed me to continue to go back to school. We were going to open our own med spa. She was in school for nursing, just graduated. So this was kind of our thing. I also had um, had an opportunity to get to the Carolinas with my degree of surgical first assistant. So that was how I got there. I knew I would be relocating. But when I got to the Carolinas, I had met someone who saw my resume. And they were like, you know, have you ever worked in sales? And I said, no, I have a degree. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, have you ever made over 80000 I was like, no. So, you know, when you're in a new city, you don't anybody, you need to make some money. Mm-hmm. You know, 80000 sounds really good. <clears throat> Not knowing that I was going to walk into this industry. Mm-hmm. And so with that transition of getting into this industry, seeing the gifts, coming back here, experiencing death, those pivotal life changes gave me an aha moment. And from there, um, I began to see where I could excel. Not only coming to Toledo, my issues with the staffing was finding the right people for sales. There was a huge opioid epidemic here. So I could not get good workers. You know, they had addictions or going through other things, mental health. And I discovered many things around safety nets. This is my CPR company. Safety nets is necessary emergency services. We focused on all those things. And through that transition, I began to offer instructors in Ohio, Michigan, L.A., Long Beach, anywhere I could. We began to get licensed in all 50 states and it just began to grow. Um, So we continue to do that. And I just continue to build businesses. Confidence in a Cup came, which is all about what's in your cup. You know, um, I sponsor Rogers Dance Team for the first year. We gave out two $1,000 scholarships and 20 percent of our proceeds went back to them. Um, We specialize in gourmet flavored popcorn, just doing what I love, comfort food. People love it, right? Uh You can't, who doesn't feel confident eating popcorn? You're going to throw it back, you're going to have fun, you know, just it's fun. I don't know, but sometimes I'll be getting a kernel of something. Yeah, (laughs) see, I'm careful with that. But um, we specialize in one particular one, which is our cookies and cream, which is vegan. And Uh so with that, you know, I started to target my audience. And then um, coming here, it became fun. And um, we discovered opportunity here with our business brunches. And I said, well, I want to kind of do a vision board event. Did not know that this event will take us to a whole nother level of business. Can we talk about the food at the vision board? Event? I'll still talk <laughs> this about This guy right here is our first award. I'm a great winner. Um, yes. I was watching oh, for many years. Yes. Yep. Yeah. We um, did the vision board brunch uh, event, and I was one of the uh, Who's Who Award winners for the Impact it's Program. Me. Yes, yes. And it was super dope, and it was amazing, and the food was oh, so good. <laughs> I still talk about where it. Where was this? Uh, it was at Spotlight Lounge. The when first it was one was, yeah. yeah. We're, on, we're on our way to our third one, actually, right after this event. It takes about six, eight months to plan, so we yeah. already are securing space for February 24th. What do you do in a vision board event? The vision board networking event brings individuals together from small business, health, beauty, any industry um, to allow you. Entrepreneurs, it's all about networking, um, understanding what you need, identifying what your pain points, giving you the pitiful, the pitiful, like, excuse me, the pivotal life changes that you require to excel. So we place those in a room around real estate, banking, funding, business credit, um, entrepreneurs who've made it, those in industries have an impact on education. And we recognize them, but not only that, we give them a panel to be able to bring to you those resources for free. So when you are there, you're listening to their story, you're getting inspired, you're getting all this free knowledge, free game. We have people like Sandy Spain, who's the mm-hmm. Toledo Commissioner. She knows all about the zoning, all about the grants, all about the funding. It places us in a different position. Our culture is now receiving everything that many people say we don't have, which is resources, right. knowledge. Nobody wants to share. 
well, how about we bring it to you? So that became something impactful and it just turned out to be great. We did a second one. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And we're working on the next, which I feel is great. We have three sponsors, such as Taylor Cannon. Um, we have sponsors, right? I think at this point I've had over 120 sponsors uh, for my events. So it's just grown to something amazing. And now with that, we've kind of transitioned. Those things allow other doors to open. And um, here we are now with the CC419 initiative. Yes. Um, I've collaborated with, at the time, the city of Toledo chief of fire, um, Chief Bird, and Mr. Terry Crosby, who's the community advocate for Taylor Kellogg family group. Okay. Um, and it just allowed us to kind of recognize some different needs in the community. Um, and one of them was CPR. Um, we got a statistical race from EMT and 911 about um, Lucas County. They did really good with CPR, about 40% rate overall. But when you break down Lucas County to Toledo and the inner city and the zoning, it was terrible. You have the suburban area who would seek EMT or 911 services, and you will have those performing CPR due to cardiac arrest or whatever the case may be. Well, in our inner city, in our community, what do we normally see when something happens? Everybody go alive and the phone's mm-hmm. out. Nobody's pushing to save a life. Right. Well, that changes things drastically. Within those three minutes, you can die. So we have a huge focus around those who have children in the household under the age of 12 and those who live with their parents over the age of 55. And that's where we see the gap. As of right now, based off of all of those who've registered, which I'm happy to say, we have over 156 people registered Ooh, for tomorrow. Here he is. Can we get that DJ? I have seen Oh, I'm so happy. This is all organically. I have been working nonstop, no sleep in the schools, keynote speaking. We've been on radio stations, TV. We just doing it. When I do outreach, I really take it seriously. I go out and reach the people. And our focus was just that. Today, we had over 70 people sign up. Wow. Just today. And we started um, October 3rd. So we're right at our 30-day threshold. I had a goal of five per day. We did just that. And I'm very grateful to know that God's placed me back home to achieve a goal of this magnitude to be such an impact. Um, we have 20 sponsors. Chick-fil-A is coming out. Not only are they providing food, they'll set up a table to, for all of us to sample the healthy alternatives they have. We have um, into a fitness coming with CMOS samples. If you guys are family members with blood pressure, cancer, diabetes, there's going to be healthy alternatives, teas you can try. Everything is all organic. We need to focus on healthy hearts. Mm-hmm. We're also going to have Mercy Healthier, Mercy's College there to tell you about all the jobs they have available in student tuition reimbursement. We want your kids to go to school and work and have to not worry about being in debt. There's so many things. The MedTech students will be there teaching Miss um, B, all the, the seniors who are coming out about the going clinicals to show you guys what they're learning in TPS schools, right. as well as PS419. I'm grateful to be on the board committee for Public Safety 419 at Bowser High School and working with Andre Tix and the kids, they'll be there to recruit and tell all about the program. But we have so many coming around mental health. Level Health will be there, Ms. Marisha Raymond and her team. We have um, Dunright Lawn Care, who is my brother. I'm so, so proud of him. He's established a great, successful business, but he focused on natural products to make your yard look good. Not all those harmful chemicals that will affect you, your pets, Mm -hmm. or your family. So when we talk about pushing to save lives, we're doing it a whole 360. It has to start with health as well. Mental first taking care of your body, understanding what you're eating, your body is your temple, all the things that come with that, to avoid your clogged arteries. And it blew me away. Last year blew me away, but this year blew me away when I went to Scott today. 
And I started asking the kids about if they have anybody who has cancer or diabetes. And the young lady, when writing her person, pulled out a diabetes kit. And she's eating Cheetos and talking to me. And I'm just looking like she doesn't understand that it's now hereditary. Right. And she's like, yeah, we just buried a family member. Da, 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 da. And then I lost a cousin and my mom had it. And she's speaking to me as if it's like everybody in my family wears the color red. My dad wears the color red. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it hasn't hit her that this is an issue. It's now hereditary to where everyone in your family probably won't live to see the age of 40. And when you look at that, they don't realize the disconnect. So it's important that we come together as a community. I'm thankful for UMADOP. I'm thankful for the NAACP, the city of Toledo, to the fire department, to the police, the water company. They are bringing all these instructors from the city to make sure that everybody's certified. So when we get to this point, this level, this level of growth. You've been with me since mm-hmm. day one. This is bigger than me. My, I'm on assignment. And my focus is to ensure our community has to support these girls' need for mental health to recognize the need of our community. So for me, um, I'm grateful for each and every person from every shirt that was made, from every letter that was printed. <clears throat> Thank you, Tara. Yeah, no, I don't really get emotional. People don't. They see Tashara B. Um, but this by far has been the best experience. I've done so many events. I've been on tour doing women events, entrepreneur events. People know me as the queen of strategy. I'm into our coach, but this is so fulfilling for right. me to come home and do what I love. And we lost someone special, Tasha. Um, she was our volunteer last year. She passed away. So her mom's coming out. We're going to give her an honorary volunteer award. Okay. Because I appreciate those who appreciate me. She was one of the first people to come and say, what do you need? Not only did she sign up to volunteer, she got her CPR certification for her massage therapy business. So that's what it's about. You know, we want those to understand the benefit, being proactive. If you have employees, if you have staff, get them certified. We have situations now you can be anywhere, anytime, choking. People are passing out on drugs shootings we're seeing too many life pivotal changes we have to push to save lives and the only question i have is do you know cpr i'm cpr certified do you know cpr um no do you know cpr do you know cpr i'll be there tomorrow thank you period with that being said it's always this there's over 55 percent ratings and based off of the statistics i ask everyone to ask the questions and right now and Everyone who signed up out of 156 plus, because my phone keeps ringing, <laughs> they're still coming. I did not stop it because I wanted everyone to get a chance to get to be a part of it. Make sure you're there on time. You have a lot to offer. Yes. And this time we're taking it up a notch. Next, last year was just only the age of 12 mm-hmm. um, for adult CPR. This year we're doing ages 12, adult, child, and infant CPR, first aid, AED. So for me... This was from the girls with the kids saying, I have a young one. The emails from Mr. Mark asking, can his child come next year? He's 12. You know, taking into greater consideration the gentleman who emailed today and said, I saw you guys on the news. Thank you so much for what you're doing. This is why we do it. You know, there's so many other battles we're facing, but this is the holiday season. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to be around our families and be safe. What better way to do it is to make sure you know what to do. And this is crazy because one year I just happened to be in town for Thanksgiving. We were at my grandfather's house and my great grandmother was choking. Mm. 
And my grandfather was the first person to get up to perform the choking that was required under the CPR skill set. Mm -hmm. And then EMT came. But that three to five minutes, she could have been gone if right. nobody knew what to do. I'll never forget that because those things resonate with me and why I am who I am today. But overall, it's really giving Toledo something that we really need. And that's bringing the community together. I don't have to live here to have a reason why I'm home. Um, I need people to understand that what's happening and what God is doing and who the people he's placing in me is for us to all excel and grow. So I just need people to understand this level of alignment requires the right people for us to be successful. Absolutely. Many don't understand that yet. And I don't know why God's doing what he's doing for me, but it's bigger than me. Right. So for those who are for me, they're going to make sure we are good. And those who are not, I'm sure with armor, trust me with that. <laughs> he's, he's making sure of that. Listen, so. that's what's up. And like they say, just because you, you know, you're away from home, you still can take care of home. So that's so dope. So tomorrow the event is completely free, right? Absolutely Completely free. free. Make sure y'all get out. Can they still register? You can still register. You can go straight to events on uh, Facebook. When you click on it, fine. You can search CC419. You'll see the initiative. There's a link for tickets. Click on that. I still have the form up. I'm not going to let it down. We're going to look at it first thing 6 a.m. I'll stop it then. And we'll take every name that's on there. We will make sure you get CPR certified. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's and you guys are coming, right? Yeah. Must I will be coming to get some footage. We're gonna be there. We're gonna stream for a couple hours. I'm coming to get certified. Yes. Come on and get certified. Yes, I need you guys to be certified. I really want any company organization take advantage of this. Like we have the Believe Center. Shout out to Dr. Um, Benny and Miss Tanya over there. We initially thought we would have 60. They have a coach form for the coaches, and they need to be certified. Bring them. The Believe Center, East Toledo, they, the Family Center called. Bring them. Like, we want anybody. I just had another agency, staff and agency said, I have a few who registered. Bring them. We need the city to know that this is free and how impactful it can be. And nowadays, whether you're essential or not, there's too much going on in this world. You need to know how to save a life. Absolutely. We don't want nobody who cannot breathe anymore. Absolutely. Well, make sure y'all come on out tomorrow at Sky High School. Be there 9 a.m. It starts at 9 15, correct? Yeah, so we're, we, we expect cold weather in the morning, so we've made some adjustments. Please make sure you arrive on time on the registration form. We have it right in the front. 15 minutes early would be great. We're going to start approximately at 9.45. We have another big group coming at noon, so we're going to rotate through. But it's imperative you are on time because each class in the classroom session you must watch the videos in order to do the skill set this is the only way we can provide you the certification and our instructors can sign off so you have to complete the in-classroom portion and then move to the field house to the skill set with the mannequins and such and then of course stop by all the tables and enjoy the good food and also bring yourself that be there and we have photo booths 360 coming we have so many sponsors say hey what do you need and they're showing up for you guys. So That's come on out and bring the family. Yes, and make sure y'all stop by that mud talk table so we can get some footage y'all and interview. Come check out the podcast. So that's what's up. Well, we thank Mr. Shara B for stopping by. Make sure y'all come through tomorrow morning. Be there by 9 a.m. at Sky High School and come on out and get certified for you know CPR AD. It's free, free 99. Yes, Please and shout out to you guys. Like this man right here knows how I feel about him, and I keep continuing to find a way so for us to connect. The last time I was on, I was literally on the way to the airport. Yes, my husband. Whatever we got to do, he he makes it work. But I want to give you your flowers for what you're doing for these Thank kids. You.
um, is impactful to me. I was in those programs when I was younger, and Dr. Mr. Young played such a huge factor in my life. I could not do this without this village. Yes. So, like, these young ladies right here, I need you guys to be at some of my women events. I have yes. a lot of young girls who contact me, and they don't know the difference between I mean, having a mentor, a coach, opposed to needing therapy. If you're dealing stuff mm -hmm. in your past, you need a therapy, you need to seek counsel. Mm -hmm. We got the right resources. We have the right people. But if you want to be coached, develop, looking for results, that's who I am. Yes. Queen of strategy. Absolutely. Period. Well, <laughs> that was a lot. A lot of gems and stuff. A lot of information. For this part of it, is there like a Facebook page or just an event? For the course, yeah. So we are transitioning to the 501C due to all of you guys and all the success we had. So right now we just have it as an event, but look out for a group because we're going to add more additional things we have a fundraiser coming up for 2023. We're just growing, you know, and with so much support, we're so grateful to carry the weight of all of those who are involved. So we need to make sure we're funded properly to make sure the city's on point. And thank you so much for the city of Toledo, Mr. Bird, Mr. Crosby. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for our official platinum sponsors, House of Day, and of course, Taylor Cadillac, Mr. Steve Taylor. We appreciate you guys over there so much. Thank you. Yes, that's yes. what's up. All right. Well, before we get up, <laughs> thank you, Red, for that. Red, 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 Red is going him off the soundboard. All right. Well, before we get up out of here, we cannot end the show without getting our, our daily dose of shade with the shit. So what are we talking about today? So today, in light of this week events, I want to talk about making permanent decisions from temporary feelings. Ooh. I know that's the last time. Can you say that Making permanent decisions from temporary feelings. Those feelings can be about a relationship, a job, friends, family, or even respect, lust, and or loyalty. When it comes to respect and disrespect, everyone has their own definition. So before you misinterpret a situation, try talking it out. Stop being so high-headed and think before you act. In doing so, it just might change your perception. Make sure the outcome justifies the action. Life is too short for you to suffer from long, long, lifelong consequences due to being so emotionally impulsive. Again, life is too short for you to suffer from lifelong consequences due to being emotionally impulsive. Yes. Control those emotions. Seek the help you you need. Talk to somebody. Think about it before you just do something like taking somebody's life. So. Absolutely, and, and yeah. it's you know um, losing takeoff was was a huge hit. You know for the community. Oh, yeah. and we just need to, like you said, learn how to better control our emotions. Um, both, I mean, when men and women, but especially black men, like we are so. There's so much. All right. Yeah, stories going it's on. I know stories. there's videos going around. It's, right. it's so sad, and you know, it seems like that he was just honestly just like a bystander. Like yeah, he wasn't yeah. involved he was in the wrong situation. Wrong, wrong, yeah, definitely that. And or maybe even with the wrong people. So right. again, right. like we we preach, if you can't mm -hmm. change the people around you, change the people around you. If people mm -hmm. are still partaking into things that you've grown from, then maybe you mm -hmm. should eliminate those people from your life. Grow from them. You know, yes. like, grow away from. And them. I actually can I, can I correct yes. you for a second? We can't control our emotions. We can control how we react. Yes, and yes. that's what I preach to young kids all day long. You you can't control. You're going to have emotions. You're yes. going to be angry. You're going to be mad. You're going to be jealous. You're going to be embarrassed. But you got to be able to control how you that's react. Right. Yes, and time. Don't underestimate time. 
if you can just take some time. My son had a little issue with the relationship, and I just said, go to bed. That was the best advice. Just go to bed. Mm-hmm. Deal with it tomorrow. Sleep it off. Because mm-hmm. really, just all that needed to happen was a lot of time. It, and I think of how many things that could just be avoided if people just gave some things some time. Yes. Yeah. Let yourself cool off. Let yourself react and, and kind of relax a little bit. And yes. that's what many should preach because perception is reality. You can yes. almost just about your judgment. And mm-hmm. it's very important that you don't allow that. It can affect you on so many levels. I've seen so many people miss opportunities because they just don't think it through. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also, too, we have to be mindful when we reach a certain status or level, there are just certain things and places that we can no longer be involved in. That's right. 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 So, so for instance, you know, I'm not saying that. Certain times of the hour you shouldn't even be out I miss my friends. I miss going, having fun. Things have changed. There's so much. It's different coming home, but this is amazing. Yes. I'm busy, booked and busy. I don't got time. I don't have time. Yeah. I love my life. I miss y'all, love y'all, but I love my life more. Yeah. So. TDJ said it best. I love you, but give me 50 feet. Hello. Respectfully. But yeah, man, like when you just reach a certain level, you just have to, you just can't be in certain places or doing certain things. So, you know, for me, being with a podcast and impact and educator, there are certain bars that I don't go to. There are certain events I don't go to. There are certain people I don't hang out with because I don't have time to be around or be in places where you can lose everything with people who have nothing to lose. I have too much to lose to be in places where I can be around people who don't have nothing to lose, but I can lose everything. I don't have time for that. So there are certain bars and establishments that I, I just simply, I don't go to, you know what I'm saying? Certain Definitely. events I don't go to because I have too much to lose. And, you know, I'm not saying that takeoff shouldn't have been there, but let's just be honest. You make too much money to be going to, to a bowling alley after hours and shoot a dice. Right. Not saying he was shooting dice, no, but, he but was why there. even be around that kind of activity? Like, I don't want to be out that late. Yeah. There's nothing open that late. You want to shoot dice? Say nothing open that late besides legs and drivers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so why are sometimes you out that you might late? Be, well, sometimes that person might be the driver. Well, I think too, when you get to a level, anybody can get to this level. I mean, I talked to this, I, I got 12 year olds that I say, hey, what's your goal? And if what you're doing isn't getting you closer to that goal, why are you doing it? Absolutely. Why are you shooting dice at two? Is that part of the goal? If you want to shoot dice, go play Yasu. Right. Right. Exactly. Or if you're gambling, like no, it's just I, I do think some of it too is it's, it maybe it's just home because you know they hit they hit it pretty young, and, and I think that happens a lot. People hit fame pretty quick, pretty young, mm-hmm. and then it's just like they haven't really been given the skills to be able to handle all of the fame and money that you get. So maybe it just felt comfortable. And then we have a lot that come from surviving, you know, yeah. our parents and where we, our community come from survivor mode, where now these parents have made it a little bit. These kids ain't surviving. They live in their best lives. They yeah, got absolutely. phones. They got hoverboards. They got every new shoe that came out. They wearing Gucci and designer too, mm-hmm. you know, so they don't know anything about surviving or the mindset that people have about going in when the lights come on at night, right. you know, you don't. Take the same route twice. You look in the mirror, you know, like there's certain things that you pay attention to, especially being a woman, you know. So when you're raised and taught that way, you were taught from someone who was taught to survive. And a lot of these kids have no idea. They can't connect. It's not relatable. So I think we need to make it more relatable. And I love the tough love aspect because... We come from those who, like, we appreciate what we have for working hard. These kids don't know nothing about working hard nowadays. You know? We live in a time it's not even safe to sit in your car in, your, in front of your own house in your driveway, any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, to best what, you know, Charbi was saying, like, 
these it's hard for these kids to value life because the people around them don't value life. Right. I mean, like people just go out here and just shoot somebody mm-hmm. and don't even second guess it. So I feel like for them, like it's hard for our youth to value life when the people around you don't even value it. Right. And the parents need to be more involved. I it's it's interesting to watch coming back now because I see like. You know, when I was younger, I was in the repertory theater. Uh, my mom kept us busy. I never, when I got home, it was dark. We didn't have time to do nothing besides eat dinner, homework, and go to bed. So we stayed busy. We were always in activities. There's not enough parents involved in their kids. These kids are raising their own self. TikTok, social media is raising their kids. I literally told my nephews last night, like, no phones tonight. It's family night. You know, like, let's make your, your mom birthday cards. Like, let's teach them the essentials of living yes. instead of just creating a culture to where they are reliant on these other things to teach them how to survive out here and to be adults or young adults transitioning into teenagers mm-hmm. and such. So for me, I just pick up on it. Like when I was a kid, we were outside. I was like, turn those games off, go yes. outside, play in the leaves, you know, like be it's a something. kid. They don't know how to do it. Yeah. yeah. But even with the cell phones, like we say that it's raising, you know, this generation, we can literally roll back to even like, there are kids at the age of two and one propped up watching Coco Mel on their phone. Mm-hmm. So it starts so early. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why Like, why are you letting your child just sit on the couch watching Coco Mel and why you decide you want to go clean up and stuff? Like, Listen, I'm not going to lie. There are some days you got to have that Coco Mel. Yes, absolutely. But it shouldn't but be But when it's all the time, right. I don't have kids. It's, it's so I don't know. I'm sorry. So Coco Mel is like, like a... Our regrets, basically. Yeah. Did you hear the controversy about uh, Coco Mellon? They said it's it's teaching the kids to have uh, a speech impediment. Mm. So that's why I was trying to uh, push out Gracie. Gracie's corner. corner. Gracie's yeah. corner. Yeah. Yes. It was trying to have that getting played more than uh, Coco Mellon. Yeah. There but is, I am amazed at how quickly kids can just like start like little yes. babies can scroll and start scrolling, pick their yeah. apps and. There is um during COVID there was a lady. I forgot her name but it's called circle time it's on youtube and she is a preschool kindergarten teacher that started um her own show like it was in her classroom and it got like so popular like during covid that she now has like a youtube show to where she has like these designs and backgrounds and all this little fancy stuff whatever but she literally started like during covid because you know these kids weren't going to school and whatnot and when I started working at Bennett and I started dealing with the little ones, um, I would put that on and the kids love it. Like they do numbers, they do yeah. better sounds, um, they do colors and they have these little songs. And the, the show is like 15 minutes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all need to be watching this instead of Coco Yeah. So exactly. listen. Well, but you know what? I think COVID too, like you said, we're you're recovering from COVID. It put a lot more kids in screens. Yes. And I think that yes, made sir. it a lot harder for kids to get off the screen. I'm sorry. So I will say in Charlotte, it's this place called Ninja Code. And mm-hmm. they decided to take advantage of the 5G technology. And Ninja Code is a technical school to teach you how to create video games mm-hmm. and apps. And it goes off the belts like the ninjas. So when you get to black belt, is that the highest? Mm-hmm. Yes. So then at that moment, you've created your own video game and own app. That's so that's I true. try to tell as many parents, you see your kids on these phones, these video games, like, you know, he can make his own game, like mm-hmm. make a business, create. Disney's looking for people like this, animation teams. Like we don't think that big where I remember start and uh, the art museums have these programs that would get these kids into these different type of things and, you know, there's many who's allowing their creative juices to flow with artistic ways and artistry and different things that they can do. So even if they are interested in 
you know, the technology or the gadgets, you know, find a way to where it's influ influential, it's beneficial to them and to you, where now we don't have enough techie African-Americans, right. you know what yes. I mean? We don't yeah. have engineers. We don't have enough of those who can really change the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Shay, for that Shay with the shit segment. We really appreciate you. I want to say thank you to Mr. Dedrick Refugee for coming through. We thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. Also, shout out to Mr. Sharp B. Make sure y'all go awesome. tap in with her tomorrow. Scott High School for getting CPR certified, AD certified for free. Also, if y'all are not in there, Y'all, just, sure. just one more time. They search up the events and what are they? Yes, going it for? will be at the Vinnie Williams Fieldhouse, twenty four hundred College Road Boulevard, from nine to two o'clock. We will be starting approximately at nine forty five. Please arrive early. Last year we had a line. It will be cold. Get inside the building. Um, you can find all information for registration on Facebook. Go into your menu. Click on events. So you can search. If you don't see CC four one nine, just type it in. When you see the link. Go ahead and click on tickets and we'll complete the registration form. Right. You can link it on our Vata too, right? Yes, we will share that on our page tonight as soon as we're done. I appreciate it. All right, well, that is our time here on Mud Talk. Next week is our next episode, is our Thanksgiving episode. We are celebrating all things Thanksgiving. We have our Ask the White Girls segment coming up um that we you know we got some <laughs> some interesting questions. Yes. All uh, about food. All and about white people cooking. Yeah, oh, yeah. FYF Friday. Fuck your feelings Friday. It might be a good time to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> so we definitely have that. But our guest on the show for our next episode is the executive director of the Frederick Douglass Center. Mr. Ricky Williams is going to be in the building. He's going to, yes, he's going to be talking about all the amazing uh, commodities and everything they do at the Frederick Douglass Center just in time for Thanksgiving, giving you guys some resources. I'm going to be back with Tispa T. We're going to have Ask the White Girl. Shape with the shit. We got a whole bunch of good shit going on that week. Just in time for Thanksgiving, you know? My favorite holiday. Your favorite holiday. Absolutely. So you better you gotta tap in and listen that day. Yeah. I will. Yes. So we also gotta thank our sponsor. We gotta thank Village Academy, which is now enrolling right now. Get tapped in with them. Make sure you call 419-720-5355. It's right on the screen. Village Academy is the region's only technology-based preschool for smart boards in the classroom. And we were just talking about STEM and technology. So y'all better get tapped in with Village Academy. And of course, we gotta thank Many Faces Podcast. Shout out to Miss Lexi, who's always been amazing to us and continues to be amazing to us. If you want to get tapped in with Many Faces, make sure you check out Many Faces Podcast on Facebook. So, so we talked about sharing our story. They said that some of the youth out there can get on the podcast. Absolutely. And right now, Lexi's running the deal. Uh, up until January of 2023, you can get $50 off the first podcast. Nice. So you better to get tapped in. That's all we're going to say. All right. Well, I'm Big T. I'm Shay Renee. I'm Miss Amy. Our favorite white girl. And Mud Talk is the only podcast. That brings you latest in music, news, and fashion, and the only show that keeps our ears to the streets. While you grind in the 419. All right, we'll see y'all later. Have a good Friday, y'all. Peace and be safe.